I'm Dimbu, and I work as an enterprise agile coach at Optim. <coughs> I am incredibly thankful for this opportunity. Thanks, Doug. And more so because I'll be speaking alongside with a leader who not only walks his talk all the time, but he's also a huge Harry Potter fan like I am. <laughs> it took you like three seconds to figure out. Yes. How do I know? <laughs> um, my husband and I, we often talk about our worlds collide. So for those signful fans, they know what I'm talking about. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, I can explain to you after the session. <laughs> Um, so yes, this is me. Please do reach out on LinkedIn. Um, would love your connection. A little about me. Um, I am one of those privileged ones who has two homes. I'm originally from India, and the United States has been my home since the past 17 and a half years. This is my cute little family here. I have a sixth grader. Love the mom life, he, because he's really low maintenance. He spoils me more than my husband spoils me. So um, we had a coffee discussion. I'm extremely loyal to my coffee as well. <laughs> uh, we had that discussion at our table. I love reading, love music. I have no pets, one of the most common questions I get. And any idea what the slinky stands for? I'm sorry? Yeah, what does the slinky stand for? Hint, that's why I'm here. One of the reasons I'm here. Agility, right? The most, uh, I like this, and you'll know why as we move on. So I'm not really here because I'm an agile coach. I'm here because I have often experienced that what you say or what you discuss or what you talk about is often forgotten, but the way you can make someone feel, it's something that you can never forget. And I'm maybe here to get you a different lens in that bubble, that balloon that Doug mentioned about. So yeah, really you, but maybe a different lens. And I'm here to make you a little uncomfortable, if I may. And hopefully, at the end of this session, you'll walk out with some motivation and some real action items about the two mindsets that we always talk about. One of those, diversity and agility, right? And how do they come together? Well, I invite you to join me with an open mind and feel free to interrupt, discuss, share your thoughts, because that's what I hope to achieve in the next 26 minutes. So, the first thing I want to make you uncomfortable about is talk about privilege. Right, there are certain words that just trigger these things within us, and one of those words I've experienced is privilege. The very, the very fact that you're here you're privileged, get a plus point. You're a woman of color, you get a negative point. You're a woman, you get a negative point. You have insurance, you have a positive point. Right, you know what I'm talking about. And I want you to now just maybe, please take a deep breath. If you're comfortable, maybe close your eyes. If you're not comfortable, keep them open, that's fine. 
Just take a deep breath and think when I say diversity. What happens within you? Are there certain words that pass up in your mind? Are there any memories? Good. Or troubling associated with this word? Does this word generate some kind of feelings within you? What kind of emotions does this word stir up within you? I'm sure you'll have plenty of experiences. Now the reason, like I said, I'm here is because both of these topics I'm really passionate about. And when I first entered this world of agility, which was completely by accident, and the Agile Manifesto, came, I came across the Agile Manifesto and the four values, I'm like, oh great, I love it. You know, because the first point on the, it talks about individual interactions and I love people, I'm an extrovert, I'm a people person, I'm always talking and thinking about cultures and everything, great. But as in then, I, started getting more experience, self-awareness in this journey. I noticed that the reason why I like that was tied to a lot of my personal experiences as a person, as a multi-dimensional person in another country. And the deeper I dig into agility, agile transformations, I realized that along with the agile adoptions, there are so many agile challenges. And guess what? Almost 50% challenges, where do they lie? According to the 15th State of Agile report, 43% of agile challenges is because of culture clashes. And why is this being overlooked? Well, I wouldn't say it's completely overlooked. I'd say why are we not having much successes in cultural changes as much as we hope to, right? So I'm gonna help you have this different lenses that look out from outside in into just you, right? That lollipop that is that. Let's think about you, just you as an individual. That's my first lens for you, my first question for you. And don't think about your teams or your um, organization or where you fit or your role or your title. Just as you. Now, if you see me, when I introduced myself, you saw me as an, okay, I'm an agile coach, right? Now, think about what would happen if you and I were in a conflict, what do you see me as? You'll see me as a brown woman. You'll see as a person from India. You'll see as a person who is maybe challenging in that conflict because of my bias. And we can't say no because this happens. This has happened to me. Before I came on my, this 
awareness journey or agility journey, whatever you call it, no idea how many times in case of comfort I'd be like, oh my God, me, shamanistic person. <laughs> right? Even though if it, it, it feels like it happened like years back, I know it happened. And the reason why I'm sharing is right now I'm not proud of it, but when I think about that dimple way back when, it was justified that she would feel that way. Because I was in the minority, I still am, in a male-dominated society. But now I don't let that blind spot or unconscious bias drive my behavior, right? We all have these blind spots. Well, they are blind for a reason. We, we can't see them, we are blind to them, right? The unconscious bias is, it is, happens unconsciously. I don't choose to go against um, someone consciously when they present a different view, which is, I'm so unconscious of that behavior. So one of our challenges, I, what I've noticed, is we often talk about this mindset. And same, now I want you to, when, when I talk about this, I want you to interchange diversity and agility. Because if you think, if you take that to different lenses, it's true for both. We talk about agility mindset, we talk about diversity mindset, and we recognize it. How often do we accept that? How often do we embrace that? Oh, she looks different than me. He looks different than me. He comes from a different place than I am. He might have something that I might not have experienced in my life. And how often can I do that when I don't agree with that person? Just see them as a human being. Right? For p people who are uh, familiar with psychological safety, that's been my favorite topic ever since I entered the world of agility. And the reason why, these are like, I hope these are all pieces of puzzles that are starting to come together at the end of 20 some minutes, because when I started learning more about psychological safety, I think, okay, well, these are the four stages. It starts with inclusion and, you know, as we grow in there and challenge your safety, feel free to challenge. How many of us have heard leaders say, oh, I want you to challenge me? Oh, don't be afraid of challenging the status quo. You've all heard that. We've all said that. But that's the last step of creating that safe environment. The first step is inclusion. If you don't treat me as a human being, if you don't treat me as a person, how am I going to be able to get through the next two steps and be able to challenge you? My personal experience in one of my workplaces, I was new, joined the company, uh, had the typical first day HR interview training. My manager came downstairs, said hello, bye, goodbyes. I again went back into the room. They break for lunch. And I'm standing here in that unknown company not knowing what to do. No one came downstairs. I went into my car, into my car in the parking lot, and I ate a protein bar. And came back, finished the first day of training. I felt I was not included. No one cared whether I was here or not. However, I'm used to that, unfortunately, more than you would know. Right, so of course I showed up back again the next day. The reason why I showed up is because of this manager because of who I was in the company in the first place, and the one who hired me. 
And I'm so glad I went there because I happened to casually share with them when they asked, how was your first day? And I'm like, yeah, I had pretty worried my car yesterday. I'm like, okay. And they made a big deal out of it. Suddenly, everyone's coming and asking me, we are revisiting. We've been asked to revisit our onboarding uh, um, checklists or whatever processes. We want you to be a part of it. And I'm thinking to myself, that's why I showed up. Mistakes are going to happen. I've made so many mistakes. Recognize it, fix it when it comes to you. Now let's talk about how, how diverse, inclusive, and agile your team is, right? We all talk about hiring new people, hiring people with different ideas and everything. Do we create an environment for them to be a team and help them succeed, right? We're in a group of, uh, we're in a room having a very sensitive discussion. How many of us have experienced groupthink? Right? More hands go up than I would like to see. And we all know that that's the threat that happens because we're a mix of people. I'm an extrovert. I would say before I think. Introverts will want to think before they speak up. How often do we recognize that? And it's not just about extrovert and introvert. Given this particular situation, I may have different experiences back home because of my cultural upbringing, right? I might give you a different perspective. We talk about polarization, and then we talk about innovation. Oh, we are an innovative company. This is an innovative team. Go innovate. <laughs> well, guess what is the first thing that happens when the team thinks about innovation. What is the first thing that is involved? When we, when we think about innovation, it's a risk, right? Innovation, it doesn't always succeed. It could fail, but the team feels safe failing. Who's to say? Remember the first steps of that psychological safety? Yeah, you, you tell people, you go innovate doesn't mean they're always going to succeed. And research shows, actually, that stress is directly connected to stress-producing bosses. It's proven fact. No matter how much you're going to tell people what to do, it's not going to create the same effect as when people see that you're doing something. Same with kids, right? I often use the example of my child. I can tell them, do this, do that. But he's always watching. So if I say something and my actions don't align, there was an example when, in Etsy, when a security hack was caught by someone whose story that floated about, I think, a couple of years ago. And instead of letting that person go, they actually embraced them, and they, they, they could not stop talking about how amazing this person did just because he had that guts, or him, he or she, I don't remember who that is, but they had the guts to bring it up. There's security flaw, this is where we missed. Like, okay, we're gonna fix it. And that's the culture that we're trying to build for the team, too. And this creates ripple effect with the organization, right? We all live in a VUCA world. The world is just so volatile. In one of my workplaces, 
when I came in as a new Agile coach, there was an existing coach. And I started talking to, they were working with the leadership team, and I was supposed to work with the leadership team as well when their contract ended. And they started asking me these questions about, oh, what is your change management approach going to be? And I started asking them questions of what I've done so far. When I started asking them specific questions about what the leadership team had been through, and uh, with respect to building that team, right? Think of a house. A house is built on a strong foundation. I'm not anywhere near to a construction business, but I do know that if you don't spend enough time on the foundation of that house, that house is going to come toppling down very soon. So I started asking, what's this leadership team doing? Did they talk about their personalities and everything? And they said, oh, this is all fluff to me. Like, you're supposed to be an energy coach. And, and that's why I have so much empathy for the leadership team, because not many people are ready to help them take them on a self-awareness journey, right? So one is at that level, it's hard to challenge them because they don't have time and they have so many people to report to, board of directors and executives and everything. I hear that, I get that, I feel that. But what happens if that foundation is not strong enough, if there's not self-awareness on how they can walk their talk. That's one. And two, is it's on us as their coaches. Not many people are ready to challenge them. We often are yes people, especially when we are working with the leadership team. They okay, you want that? Okay, we can do that, but wrap it up in the box of agility and we'll give it to you. Right? So again, try to try to think about this when I say agility, replace it with diversity in your mind. When I say diversity, Think about agility in your mind because they're just so close to each other from what I'm seeing. And if I'm not given an opportunity to help others see that, they're not going to see that. It's very simple. So in coaching and self-awareness, at least at this level, at the foundational level of any organization, how many times are we getting interviewed and we ask about the culture and they're like, oh, you're going to be a great culture fit. Great, but what does that immediately tell me? Like, okay, I have to fit into the existing culture. So what if I don't fit into that culture? Could I be a culture add in addition to that culture fit? Because that tells me that I'm, I'm, I'm okay asking questions for things that doesn't sit well with me. We often talk with why? And I think we're doing an amazing job with leadership and upper management. They start talking about why, right? After we talk about why, what needs to be done is the next step. Again, think about diversity and agility too. Okay, we want to be an agile organization. What are we going to do? We want to increase diversity. What are we going to do? How often do we stick to how? How are we going to do that? Well, just hiring people with who look different than you is not going to do it. Just hiring agile coaches is not going to do it. And leadership and upper management, they often are unable to see or comprehend the cost that is associated with this mess. I read recently in, uh, this is research as, uh, as current as September 2022, any guess on how much money is spent 
globally into DEI efforts. So a number. Wild guess. It's a huge hint, but throw a number. Ten billion. Ten billion? Anything else? Any other guesses? I'm sorry? I would say it was four. More? Nineteen billion. B with a billion with a B. So if everyone is spending nineteen billion dollars and agility numbers are even higher, I don't even care to look at that because we all know how it's the new in thing, right? If nineteen billion dollars are spent into DEI efforts, my question is why is it not working? What I have seen is it's not working because it's they are checkboxes. Agility, agile transformation is a checkbox. Diversity, I heard someone who looks different than us comes from a different place than me. Check. How many people are diverse in leadership in top level of your organizations? If you don't know that, I encourage you to look into it and find out for yourself. And then, how has that made a difference other than those town halls or those talks or those unconscious bias trainings? Research also shows, by the way, that those trainings don't stick. The maximum time that the training, unconscious bias training, sticks is probably four to six weeks. And then people go into their comfort zone back again. Yes, because of that conflict that I talked about when we first started, remember? It is basic human nature that when you're put in a situation that is uncomfortable, you go back to your comfort level. That is what stress does to your brain. And that is exactly what happens. In conflict, that training just goes out of the window. And that's okay, that's not the people's fault, that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just saying that why can't we try to put in more thought and more effort and be more deliberate and be more intentional about one, why are these things not working? Two, is okay, how can we fix it? And then just do something about it. Rather than hiring more coaches, agility, either transformation didn't work, okay, we'll go get another coach, or we'll adopt another framework. You see now how I feel like, I hope you're beginning to see what I'm saying now on how there are two peas in the pod. So my, my son, um, Thaidia, last year we were talking about, uh, well, maybe earlier this year, we were having some conversations about people, right? I try not to be that coach for him, oh my gosh, but he's just such a curious brain. I love his questions, I love answering these questions. And we started talking about uh, one of their teachers who people don't like, his friends are not, and he's like, mommy, but I do like her. And then we started, I have no idea how we got to this discussion where he says, but mommy, everyone carries a backpack. Good or bad things. Like, ah, yes, buddy. Can I just write it down? And I actually wrote it down <laughs> in quotes. So that I, maybe because I can remind him in maybe three or five years or six years when he needs to hear that, that this is who you are, don't change, buddy. So my humble request to you is if there is Nothing else that you can take away from this. Uh, you know how often we, we attend all these talks and all these sessions, and it's just amazing, it's great. But we have time. 
and you have some papers, pen, or you have your cell phones, let's take about 30 seconds and write down some tangible next steps for each of those three dimensions that we talked about. What are you going to do about your own mindset? What are you going to do when you go back to your teams or when you have a team? And three, what is your contribution going to be towards the mindset shift in your organizations? I invite you to write down some tangible steps so that when you look back in maybe three months, like who you are today, and you look at yourself in three months, you visualize yourself, what am I going to do in three months on a Tuesday morning? Then you see that, oh yeah, this was not one of those sessions where I heard it was great, hopefully. But you know, in three months, this is one thing that I did, what she asked us to do. I see several of you have started writing. I thank you for that. Let's take 30 seconds more. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you so much for doing that. The other thing that I always tell my child, poor thing, he's willing to listen, right? He's 11. So a lot of my dump is on him. <laughs> um, but he, he's amazing because when I tell him things, he actually asks questions. And one of the things I told him the other day is, buddy, do you upgrade your iPad? You'll have a new version that is, comes out, right? You update your iPad. I update my cell phone for the most current iOS. People should not be uncomfortable, and they are. I know I was when I got all these awareness around my own blind spots. I was just so terribly uncomfortable recognizing them, one, and then accepting, and then doing something about that. And just like we upgrade our, our devices, time and again, we need to update our mindset and our behaviors. And it's okay to do that. Maybe just by yourself, or maybe take a help, or find a sounding board, or find a mentor or a coach, or whatever works with you, or a family member. But please, pray please, if there's just one thing you have to pick and choose from this session is let agility and diversity not be a jet box for you and for people around you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Thank you.